All right, good evening, and we are back at it again here at Freethinkers Media Network Podcast for another great show. My name is Noel. I am your host, your only host on this podcast. So I, we're back with Healthline. Healthline.com has some really great, really great articles. <laughs> And while I was covering uh, the topic on 11 ways on how to cope with anxiety, I noticed this one particular article on 12 ways to embrace living alone. And I was like, OMG, I am definitely going to do a reaction podcast on this article. So those of you who are new to listening to my podcast or viewing it on YouTube or Spotify or Apple uh, or Amazon Music, wherever you're hearing it from, um, we're we're on this huge journey with psychology topics or self-help topics, you know, whatever falls under that umbrella. Um, and I wanted to really discuss this because this was a real amazing uh, accomplishment in my life. Um, and I don't want to say thank God for COVID, but two years ago. Um, I had a real difficult time on how to live alone or how to be by myself. Number one reason, I love to party. Yes. And number two reason, I live in Atlanta, Georgia, the the land of cheap, cheap club price entrances and beautiful black women. All right. So those two components... When I first moved here, it it was hard. It was just like, OMG, beautiful black women all over the place. Uh, You go to the club, you pay $10 to go in, um, you know, and I used to drink, uh, you know, and it was the Long Island iced tea was like probably eight, nine dollars. You know what I'm saying? Or, Or any other drinks. It was like relatively to drink, relatively cheap to get into the club. And then you have all these beautiful women. The ratio is like super duper high so even though i may not be six five six seven i am definitely getting laid so those things for me was just kind of like this this stuff but you know way before i moved to atlanta i just really had this difficult time on how to be by myself you know so i would go into relationships not necessarily because i really care about the person but just because i just didn't want to be by myself uh but with covid when covid happened you know, I was forced to just not only live alone, <laughs> but on how to be by myself. And going on that journey of what, what it was like two years, I would say most like a full year solitude. And I'm talking about every friend with benefit that I had, every female friend. It was just almost as if like one year of absolute spiritual solitude and i thank god that i went through that process i thank god that i went through it because it really helped me to develop and to kind of get rid of my codependency now it was hard you know because i went through a lot of growing i I went through i didn't know that i was so dependent on people until i had to until i was forced to be by myself due to covid you know what i mean um so 
you know, for, for, for instance, okay, from 0 to 19, it's peer pressure for teenagers. From 21 to older and older, it's codependency, you know. So, so you know, it's, it's like, even now that I've kind of been totally delivered from this, I go, I don't even club as much as I used to club. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't, I work, I go to the gym, I do my podcast, and I probably go out clubbing. Uh, specifically, I, my genre is, is dancehall music, soca. Like, I love I love Caribbean music. Um, so I probably just go out, out, like, every two months. And when I do go out, it's not like before I was, like, this attention whore. You know, I used to go out and I'm just ready to just try to get with so many different women or on a dance floor. Or, you know, I have the spotlight on me. But now I go out, I just don't feel the need to even try to interact with anyone. I just enjoy the environment, the music. Of course, I'll, you know, try to dance with one or two beautiful women. And then if something happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it's like I don't really feel depressed about it. Like I don't get in my car, but I, oh my gosh, I didn't get a number tonight or I didn't get to the I didn't get an opportunity or a chance to dance with anyone tonight. Like I literally went through this transformation even with alcohol. I drink wine now. I don't consume alcohol anymore. Like hard ghetto hood liquor. You know, I I drink wine. Um so that was just like a huge step for me too cuz I used to love you know, just drinking it up. So I really felt connected to this article when I saw it because I know that I went through a process where I had to learn this. So for those of you who's new, I'm going to do a part one to this and then there's going to be a part two uh, to try to break it down. So let's see what the author is saying here. I have to kind of give you guys my own little personal intro of why I feel so excited about, about reacting to this article. All right, 12 ways to embracing living alone. Let's go to the nitty-gritty all right so this has like a picture of you know uh, somebody moving into their apartment or house and they're by themselves and the author started by saying set them setting up house alone for the first time if you just left a sibling or two who practices or what's yours is mine philosophy or decided to try something new after a succession of bad roommates yes I had a few bad roommates living here in Atlanta Yes, I've had, yeah, like I had roommates when I, when I first got here that I thought that I was living inside of a club because it was always loud music, smoking, and fucking going on. And I was like, I gotta go. All right, so you might feel beyond ready. But maybe you aren't positively thrilled by your new circumstance. If you just went through a breakup with a live-in partner or had other plans that didn't pan out how you you hope you might settle into your new place with disappointment clouding the situation. So basically, this is kind of just looking at this topic is really looking at someone who's either been in terrible roommate situations or who's been, who's been in a terrible relationship living situation. Whether you were living with some the, the person as a partner, whether you were living with the person as a spouse, whether you was living at your mama's house and all your siblings were there. So this is basically transitioning from that community support or that community gathering. And then here you find yourself in your apartment or your house living all by yourself. Now, so no matter what you're feeling, excitement, stress, or anything in between, it's normal to have some nervousness too. 
but you can absolutely you can absolutely live alone safely without feeling alone in the world here are some pointers to help you embrace your newfound solitude and find fulfillment in living solo so let me say this real quick that i think that going through this solitude or living solo situations about a full year because i think that like the second year of this covid thing i started really branching out socializing again but a full year of solitude for me like i kind of grew into this position like like even now um I thought that I could have been able to do the whole thing where, you know, if I meet a woman, I would want to live with her or we move in together or we partner up. Um, like I'm at this point in my life where this might be very difficult for me to find, but I just don't really want to live with anybody. Like seriously, I wouldn't mind being in a committed relationship and she has her apartment or house and I have my home. You know, I wouldn't, I would not, um, I would not, like, turn that down. Like, I, I, I like, like, this is something, it's tough because, like, I, I'm just, I, I just want my personal space. I don't want to live with anybody. You know, I, I wouldn't mind the socializing, the, the intimacy, the sex, and, you know, the companionship. You know, she may be able to come and spend a couple of nights over and I'll probably spend one or two nights over at her house, but I just don't feel feel like like I, I'm at this place where I just don't want to live with anybody. Yeah, right. Okay, so let's start. Whew. All right, number one, <laughs> 12 ways to cope on how to live alone. First step is get to know yourself better. Yes, living alone can help you. Living alone or being alone can help you. Uh, find the time to work on your most important relationship, the one you have with yourself. Very, very important because I think it, we, we sometimes we're so bombarded, especially with me. I think that I've always been the type of person that is so nurturing that I've always been kind of helping people. I love to help people. So I've always been helping people all my life that literally, you know, having one year to myself where I was, I was the focus and I had to do the growing up was really kind of like a culture like shock. It was like, ooh, wow, okay. I'm learning how to build this relationship with me, how to love me, all right? Until you live alone or you are alone. I'm gonna kind of just add this part until you live alone or you are alone or single for the first time. It's pretty common to spend most of your time in the company of others. When you focus on maintaining strong connections with friends, family, and romantic partners, though your relationship with yourself might take a back seat, okay? Really important. If you're realizing you may not know yourself as well as you imagine, now you have the chance to really take possession of your life. A self-discovery journey can be a great way to kick off this new adventure. Very, very important because I think sometimes what happens is we really are incapable of identifying areas that we need to grow because sometimes if we spend most of our time with friends and partners and and family like literally i i spent that year you know in solitude and then the following year i was not in contact with anyone it was just me you know what i mean i went through some really really rough situations and the crazy thing about it even when i was going through financial difficulties during those two years I never picked up the phone and called anyone to ask them for help I never did it I went through what I went through because I felt like I need to go through this 
by myself. I need to learn how to man up. I need to learn how to grow up. You know what I mean? So it's really, really important. Um, Self-discovery is important because when, when you start realizing who you are and you start taking responsibility for your own actions, then it's better for you, you know, when you begin to go out and engage others. Like I'm at this point in my life that um, I had so much time of to get to this place of self what's the psychology word self actualization yeah i think i'm right yeah self actualization i may be right or i may be wrong but anyway but i got to this point where i got like i really had to learn me to the point now when i do go out or i meet women you know i'm not presenting the representative anymore and i got to know me and i'm now comfortable with who i am you know what I'm saying? And I just kind of tell them the truth. Like, this is this and this is that. I'm not going to make any promises. Or, no, I don't want to be in a monogamous relationship. I don't want to marry anybody. Like, I, I've gotten so bold where I tell women the truth now. And I think a lot of it had to deal with the two years that I spent where I just had to begin to have this self-discovery where I don't have to lie to someone so I can force you to love me or accept me and embrace me and then the craziest thing about it is that if they don't call me or somebody don't call me or i i don't feel depressed and stressed like i used to like oh my gosh i'm not getting any attention blah, 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 blah. It's, it's it's like a miracle okay so you might consider what you like doing with your free time your favorite foods and whether you actually enjoy watching all that netflix not that there's anything wrong with that but don't forget the deeper questions too if you just left home or ended a relationship, a relationship, exploring future goals and personal values can help you gain some insight on your identity and the path you want your life to take. A well-developed sense of self can make it easier to identify what you want and need from relationships with others. Don't worry if none of these seems immediately clear since this, is a, since this type of exploration can take time. I love this part. Let me go back and read this. A well-developed sense of self can make it easier to identify what you want and need from a relationship with others. So you really having this time where, you know, you're able to be alone, where you're able to kind of like get to know yourself will bring you there because it brought me there. Like I, I know now what I want, you know, like I will not allow anyone to coerce me into something that they want me to do. Like, I'm so strong-willed now on what I want that I don't care if what I tell the person is not what they want and they totally walk away from me. It's, and, and I used to be so needy. Yes, I used to be so needy where it's almost as if, like, I'm trying to get the approval of others. But I went through this process and it was just like, this is this feels so, so good. And during that time, I got a chance to... To, to work on, you know, uh, me, me, myself mentally. I got a chance to work on myself physically, going to the gym. Um, really, I got a chance to focus on being disciplined, where to work on myself financially. Am I perfect? No. Am I all there? No. But then I kind of got to this point where it's almost as if like, yo, if you don't want to be my friend because you feel as if like yada, 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 that's fine. I'm okay with that because I, ha I was trained to be by myself for two years and, and 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 I came out of it and I was like you know it's not that bad social distancing 
social distancing from certain people is not a bad idea. You know what I mean? And and now I get into this place where I'm very assertive and I'm not allowing people to come in and to dictate to me what path my life is supposed to go into. You know, I, I, one of the reasons why I really abstain from relationships now and as I'm dating, I come in really strong, letting the, whoever that I'm talking to, like this is what it is because I'm not going to allow anyone to control me so that their agenda can become my agenda. That's not my agenda. Like a person's, you, okay, you want, you want, you know, uh, you want to work a nine to five. I don't want to work a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? I want to be free. Uh, you want to be married in a traditional way? I don't want to be married in a traditional way. I want to be free. Like these things are things that I think that people have allowed society and traditions to condemn them. Like I don't think anyone who has gone through a process of going through a season of solitude and you've come out with this revelation of who you are, I don't think if it's not hurting others, you know, if it's not hurting you or hurting others, if it's not anything criminal or or dangerous, if it's not anything that's really like, you know, discriminatory, it, it, you don't have to explain yourself to anyone. You know, if you spent two years and then you come to find out that you're bisexual, like, oh, wow, I spent these two years and now I realize that I'm bisexual. Well, that's who you are. You had this process of self-discovery. You know, if you went through the two years and you find out that you really want to be married and you were the type of person who never really thought about getting married in a traditional way and now that's your intention in terms of dating and that's your goal, well, kudos to you. That's who you are. That was the process of self-discovery for you. If you just want to stay single, if you want to open up a business, if you want to pursue another career, being alone is like this mystery where you really don't know as the individual where it's going to lead you because it's going it's going to be the first time that you're getting to know yourself so i had to get to know myself i took myself out on dates i, I, I took myself out to eat at a nice restaurant because I, I realized that throughout my whole entire life the only time that i would go to eat at a nice restaurant was when i would take a woman out to eat and when i went through the time my you know my second year of my solitude I realized, I was like, wait a minute, I need to start doing this stuff for me. I, I you know, when was, you know, the, I, was, I was like, man, I haven't been out to a nice place to eat because I haven't, I've been social distancing and I haven't been at, you know, going out with anybody. Let me take myself out to eat. You know, let me take myself out shopping. Let me, let me, let me do me. So it, it's kind of like, it didn't create this level of selfishness in me because now I'm back. You know, I'm kind of just back on this, ready to travel. I'm ready to explore now. I'm ready to date now. I'm ready to just go out there and meet different women now. But now I'm I'm going out with this really sense of 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 uh, discovery that I know who I am, and I'm not gonna allow anybody to make me do anything that I don't want to do. I was talking to one young lady, and she wanted me to move to where she lives. And I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not leaving Atlanta <laughs> to move to where you're at because you think that that's what's going to be good for me. You know, in contrast, before that, I would be the type of person that would go along with what people wanted 
because I was so embalmed with co uh, co co uh, this disease of codependency that I just couldn't really stand up for myself and say, no, that's not what I want. You know what I mean? Like even with my parents, the relationship that I share with that with my, my family, it's almost as if like, no, mother, this is what you prefer, but this is not what Noel wants. You know, it's a really, really, really interesting journey. And if you have not been able to go through that, where you're just kind of just taking a time off, whether it's three months, six months, a year, whatever is good for you, whew, do it. It's powerful. Second, how can this help? Strengthen your relationships. The author says, along with soul searching, living alone gives you the chance to examine your relationships and note the, the ones that don't, that don't do much for your well-being. Maybe your roommate's friends automatically became your friends, but you never grew close to any of them. Or you spent most of the last year hanging out with your partner, guilty feelings the distance between you and your friends widen. If these stories sound familiar, take some time to identify positive relationships with people who lift you up and add value to your life. Going forward, you can prioritize these important connections. Remember, you're under no obligation. Listen to this. This is really, really great. Remember, you're under no obligation to spend your free time with people who make you unhappy. So invest your time in the meaningful friendships. And this is so freaking important because my, my circle has narrowed and I literally can count on my finger who I allow into my life. Like even with, you know, uh, my family, I'm cool with my, my mother and my father. And then in terms of my other, you know, um, family members, there's one cousin that I'm really cool with. You know what I'm saying? And I told him, I said, you know, I'm at this point in my life where I can't just allow people to come into my life to dictate to me what they want and make me unhappy. I don't want that energy around me. You know what I'm saying? And when you've been trained to learn how to strengthen real relationships because real relationships are not people who are constantly trying to take from you. Like I have people in my life that I know their categories in my life. I know that this person is a person who's coming to take. And I know this person is a person who's coming to take and also who's willing to give. So I categorize people and I know exactly how to invest my time in them. So if I know that I'm dealing with person A and they're only coming to take, I am not going to invest too much time with person A because I'm not going to receive any form of reciprocation. So it's really, really important that on this journey that we begin to pray for and go through this spiritual awakening into discerning and to identifying what are those meaningful relationships that's going to add value to where I'm going. So therefore, in my uh, 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 reflection now, the way that I deal with people is, okay, you're, you're here in my life and I'm allowing you to stay here as long as you understand that there is a, a, there is a code of conduct when you're dealing with me. Like, I'm not going to allow for anyone to come into my life. Excuse me for a minute. I had to drink something. Okay, so I'm not going to allow anyone to come into my life with their negative energy. And they want to tell me exactly how they want me to live. So developing this stern, you're stern, you're immovable 
you are unwilling to move from where you stand and you are you are willing to lose everyone you are willing for everybody to just walk away from you so that god can send you some real family some real friends oftentimes the people who have our last names and who have our blood running through their vein they're not um those people are not our like sometimes they are and sometimes they're not our real true family sometimes we'll find that god will send us people who are total strangers who actually become our real brothers and our real sisters, okay? So identifying and strengthening those relationships. So for me, even though you have my last name, I'm not gonna allow you to come in my personal space to ridicule where I'm going. Oh, you don't think I should do a podcast. You think I should do this. You think I should go for a nine to five. You think I shouldn't be an entrepreneur. You don't I should be self-employed. Oh my gosh, you have so many degrees. You should be a this and you should be a that. Anyone that tries to come into your life to dictate to you and not respect where you're at, they got to go. Okay. So this thing here is really, really important about just just, just knowing where you are. And I want to say this, that how can I put this? I, and, and that's the thing. It doesn't really, you know, I've kind of grown into this really, uh, uh, my, my, my perspective has grown where I'm able to now love everybody. Like if I meet the, you know, a person, you know, and that person is a transgender, I'm able to have a great conversation with a transgender. If I meet a person who says that they're homosexual, if I meet a person who says that they're bisexual, lesbian, or a person who's non-binary, or a person who, whatever category, like I've kind of grown to become this person that I realize that who I am now, I never thought that I would have grown to become this person until I really discovered like, this is who I am. This is what I want in life. So then now, because I've had this personal revelation in terms of what makes me happy. Um, now I look at the world differently, you know, because I'm not into somebody else's body to know what makes them feel happy or to identify their identity and who they are. So I'm kind of, I'm very lenient and, and very understanding now. And, and I'm telling you, uh, this, this social distancing and going to the solitude really, really helped. Number three, identify when you feel most lonely. No matter how much you enjoy living alone, you may feel lonely from time to time. These feelings might come up around the times of day you associate with seeing people. For instance, like Valentine, Thanksgiving, Christmas, birthdays. Um, you know, those are those could be trigger <clears throat> for individuals who who's going into this journey where they they had folks around them. Whether you were in a relationship, married or you had roommates living with siblings, you know, and now you're by yourself and then you're experiencing these particular moments, you know, in your life, holidays, birthdays, uh, events, and, and now you got to experience them by, you know, by yourself. So the, what the author is saying is you, you got to be able to know those triggers, um, certain music, you know, uh, you know, certain venues and places can can bring out bring back some old memories that can make you feel lonely if you and your previous roommates usually all return from work at the same time coming home to an empty house might be rough okay and if you just left a relationship it's absolutely normal to miss that intimacy of smuggling up next to your partner but it's all totally normal to love having the bed to yourself now so 
these things are important because you know going through this journey you will feel the pain like i felt the pain you know what i'm saying i'm like ooh no sex that was kind of hard for whew, what a full year no going out to the club no being around women no being around friends no my goodness no having conversation you know like you know those things are important you know, Christmas, holidays, Thanksgiving, birthdays, you know, it's tough. And, and, and in order to be able to make it when you're transitioning from a relationship, whether you're transitioning from having roommates, like the article says that there there's routines and patterns in your life that have been kind of cut out. And when you are no longer experiencing those things, it's going to hit you. Okay, that's the reality. It's going to hit you. So this is not going to be some you know, hoopsie daisy, walk in the park journey for anyone who's listening to me, whether you are, you're being forced into a situation where you got to live alone or you're going to make that decision to say, I need some time to myself. So whether you're being, it's a forced situation or it's a decision that you're about to make, either or definitely understand that it's not going to be easy. You have to be be able to identify those moments that, that, that will cause you to feel lonely. Um, and, and, and I'm big on replacement behavior and try to find something else to replace that with. You know what I'm saying? Like find something else to replace to fill in that time because then you're going to feel the loneliness. You know what I'm saying? So if you and your roommate uh, or you and your partner uh, during Christmas, you know, you had this special routine, a tradition to go away for a weekend. Okay, and Christmas is coming around. Uh, you may want to be able to kind of plan a trip where you go away by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? Or you you exercise. you at the gym during that weekend and you're around people. You know what I'm saying? Like anything that's going to replace or kind of help you to deal with the, the, the difficulty of being alone. Um, I never thought that I was able to kind of just not have physical intimacy, you know, you, you, for the person who's been married for t 10 to 20, 30 years or five years and you've come home to a partner and you, you've, you, you know what it feels like to be in a bed with a person, sometimes the issue is that folks will come out of a relationship and they will rush into another one. And they'll bring somebody into their bedroom because they're trying to fill that space. And oftentimes what happened when we try to rush into cut and paste somebody into that space, we don't take enough time to identify if this is the right energy we want around us. That's number one. And number two, um, you know what I'm saying? It may just be a situation where we didn't really spend time to get to know what we really want, what we really aspire, we really want out of these people. So for me, it was almost as if like I had to go through that situation to learn, okay, I'd rather be alone than to, to be around somebody that I don't want around me. Okay, so that's important, number three. Um, so the author continued on saying, that's good news, thought, knowing where loneliness comes from can help you manage it, okay? And being alone doesn't have to translate to loneliness. If you are a morning person and really miss conversations over breakfast, try planning brunch with friends. 
when your evening feel quiet and empty turn on some music as you unwind from work and make dinner okay so these are just kind of ideas that will replace those moments so that you're not really uh, struggling with being depressed if your loneliness is more physical in nature don't overlook the value of hugging yourself all right these things are important these things are really 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 important that we find during those moments of loneliness that we're not so used to being by ourselves um, we need to find replacement number four I like number four uh, consider a pet okay consider a pet all right so you're you're alone you're single you you're trying to take a year off six months off whatever to kind of get to know yourself and to get your shit together so one of the the the, the suggestions here is to consider a pet always long for a furry companion now is your chance since you no longer need to worry about a roommate's allergies or a sibling's fear of dogs with a pet you'll never come back to an empty house pets also offer physical comfort stroking a dog can release mood boosting hormones and entertainment as countless pet videos on youtube prove days feel a little aimless having a pet makes it easier to stick to a schedule since they need regular feeding and care if you need a reason to get out more, a dog will hold you accountable for a few daily walks. Can't have a cat or a dog? Consider a bird, fish, reptile, or small mammal. They may not be quite as sociable or cuddly, but they can still make great pets. Just read up on their care before making a decision. Some need special diets, while others may live for more years than you're ready to commit to. Speaking of commitment issues, you can also look into fostering programs. Many shelters have programs that allow you to temporarily provide a home for animals in need. The animals get to unwind in a cozy home and you can get to have a pet without all the commitment everyone wins. And this is really, really a real dope idea. Like, I, I'm not a lover of pets. So to me, you know, like... I've kind of I've kind of learned how to replace that with other activities, um, like starting a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that that help. You know, what I'm saying doing research, looking at articles, discussing great topics, helping people like that. Um, you know, going to the gym um, every now and then. Go out to to the club, listen to some good soca or dancehall music. Um, talking to family and friends, all of that really helps. Um, so considering a pet, though I'm not a pet lover, this is this may be a good idea, a suggestions for those of you who um, who can make that commitment, all right, to consider get you a pet. So it kind of helps you to go through that process that your your loneliness is not so overbearing to the point where you feel as if like you got to hurry to go back out there to try to get with some crazy person that's going to totally fuck up your life and then you're going to wake up in a crazier situation than you were in before. I think that's very, very important that we're able to identify that there is a time to stop the train and to say, I need to empty this thing out. All right, so we're going to stop at number four and uh, we're going to come back and do number two part two of this uh, series uh, focusing on 12 ways to cope on how to live
alone. All right, so definitely if you like our podcast, please help us to grow by sharing our content with your friends, family, and loved one so that we can grow, 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 grow. All right, this is your host, Noel. Have a great weekend.